Welcome to the How to Be a Minimalist podcast. My name is Katie and I'm your host. Thank you so much for joining me. Check the links in the details of this episode in order to find more about how to become a patron to get bonus exclusive episodes, find out more about my books, and also check out my YouTube channel. Thanks for being here. This is episode number 103, How to Be Joyfully Grateful. Hey there, minimalists. My weather app says that we are in the midst of an atmospheric river dumping on us, so we might have another situation on our hands where it gets really rainy and loud. It's kind of settled down for the moment. We're on flood watches and all that sort of thing. I think it will be okay for us where we are located. I'm grateful for that. There's a lot of rain going on right now. I can't really help it and I have to keep on podcasting. So over the next, you know, seven or eight months, you might hear rain in the background and that's just sort of the way it is in the Pacific Northwest. For my personal update, I am in this weird stage where I'm finishing up the goals that I know that I can finish up and also looking forward to next year's goals, which I want to structure very, very differently. And I'm pretty excited about that, actually. For this week, though, I was able to finish off my goal to read 12 Spanish books this year. Now, originally, I had wanted to read chapter books, and I didn't read all chapter books. I read some chapter books, and I also read some picture books in order to kind of make up the difference there so that I could complete the goal. I wanted it to be doable. I had cut down the number of books, and then I decided, you know what? I have all of these picture books that I can read multiple times even in order to get some of the language down in my head a little better and also... I'm going to be honest, I am rusty. This year has not gone the way that I thought it would for studying Spanish, and it's okay. I I really, really am okay with that. Uh, It's just the way things go sometimes. I was happy to be able to read chapter books this year and also get these picture books down. Reading the picture books made me excited to help my kids work through those as well, so I've got some ideas going that way. I also was able to finish another paperback in English, which was good. I think that I have gotten, I think I need three more to read, I believe. I've been working through my to-be-read pile, though. I didn't want to buy any more paperbacks this year until I had gotten through my pile of books that I have not read yet. So that's another one down. I also left it in our tiny library in the laundry room. So that is there, and I hope someone else is able to enjoy it. It was a good one. I hope someone else enjoys it. My husband also had a day off this week, and so I was able to say, hey, I'm going to take some time for some personal time on that day, and it's been lovely. It's actually today as I'm recording. I wanted to get caught up on some work that I was not able to do. Our dog, Oliver, oh my goodness, it's been one thing after another with these dogs this year. I can't even tell you how many times I've had to call the vet and ask them, is this okay? The thing is, they are aging and showing signs of that rapidly, which is devastating, In a lot of ways, it's also a part of their life, and so it's just kind of what we're doing right now. Oliver, though, our dog, he's a wiener dog or a dachshund, and he has horrible, horrible teeth. He has had so many dentals, and actually the roots from some of his teeth that had either fallen out or broken off or something like that at some point, they actually were being reabsorbed into the gums and causing all these issues. So he ended up having an emergency dental surgery that we did not expect to have happen and ended up with a lot of time spent nursing him and cuddling him and taking care of him because his mouth was pretty bad with everything that had happened. So this week, 
was not productive at all in a lot of ways. <laughs> and it's kind of like the story of my life this year. I, I tell you what, I have tried so hard with various projects and it always comes back to needing more time for my loved ones and prioritizing that. Ultimately, I think that's the right choice. I've also spent a lot of time this year saying, wow, I thought that what I needed was to care for myself by learning Spanish or drawing more or whatever. And instead, I did a deep, long look at the things that were in my life and how I was taking care of myself and really working through that in deep, long houred work. And so I'm okay with all of this stuff changing. The goal is to make progress. And I feel like I'm a really different person as I look at this last year. I know that I have changed a lot. I am different and I'm happy about that. My goal this year was to improve myself and I had various goals to do that. And I I know that even though I got there in a different way, I know that I have. So I'm really happy about that, even though some of these goals have looked very different, like not reading 12 Spanish chapter books, but sticking some picture books in there instead of all chapter books. I know we're heading into the holidays here in the United States anyway, but you know, it's it's the end of the year and it's a great time to contemplate some of these things, but I hope that you take from my goals and the work that I do on those goals and the way that I plan my goals and also, you know, my quote unquote failures, I guess, or adjustments. Let's call them that because I think that that would be more accurate since I really have improved myself and that was my overarching goal this year. So I, I hope that it's encouraging to you and I hope that you can take something away from that and work on yourself, work on the way that you would like to progress and what you would like to have happen. I hope, I really hope that it's encouraging to you. It's never too late to adjust and continue moving forward and that forward progress is the important thing. Today's topic is something that I've thought a lot about. I don't know about you, but I have this strange issue with the words be grateful only when they're spoken in that condescending tone because of course I believe in being grateful and I think it's really important for people and me to be happy for the things that we do have and also I know for me personally having a grateful attitude has helped me to overcome my challenges and has helped me to enjoy the things I have in spite of the things that are not so great in my life. So I think gratitude is a very healthy thing, but the words be grateful can also have that condescending tone, which drives me crazy. So I I don't like that. It takes away the validation of someone having a problem or having something that they want to elevate themselves beyond. I've had times where I've just told myself and kind of shamed myself into not making progress and not speaking up about something that I wanted because I felt like, oh, I should just be grateful for what I have. And that was a way of keeping myself lower when it's honestly okay to improve and to make progress. This is something that I've worked out in my head so that I can have a healthy relationship with being grateful, enjoying what I have, but also validating myself and the struggles that I have in order to learn about myself so that I can make that progress and become a better person. Today, I wanted to share with you some of the ways that I practice happy gratitude. It's made a big difference in my life and has made me a more joyful person. Hopefully, some of these tips will help you too. First off, 
when I'm having fun or feeling really happy or good inside, I try to take note of those things that I'm happy about and express my happy gratitude. We recently had two beautiful days of sunshine that were unexpected and popped up out of nowhere. I made sure that instead of complaining about not getting enough sunshine here in the dreary Pacific Northwest, I tried to get out in the sunshine. I enjoyed it as much as I could. I had my kids come on a walk with me. They also played out in the yard. I gave them projects to do outside. They did some of their schoolwork and ate meals outside as well. We enjoyed every moment of it that we could. I also verbalized this so that I could share this with my family and share this joy with them. And because it's sincere, it's not condescending. It's real and it also is contagious. My family also felt very uplifted during this time and it was a fun couple of days. I find a lot of moments where I feel this kind of joy or happiness and sometimes I don't say anything at all. I'm trying to make it a habit to speak up and express that because I think it is so uplifting to those that I'm with and it makes it more meaningful whatever is happening at that moment. Another happy gratitude practice that I have is that I try to not take things for granted. I think that minimalistic practices really helps in this area. Having less makes me so much more appreciative. I have fewer things. I've chosen those things carefully and I really want to enjoy them. I also tend to get decision paralysis a lot less because if I want to work on a project, I only have certain things for that project. Or if I want to have a cup of tea, I only have one teacup. So there's a lot less decision making going on and it helps me to appreciate having that one thing here that I've got. I find myself trying to utilize what I already have instead of running out to grab something else because I want to enjoy those things that are already in my home. I just mentioned my teacup, but it really is probably a great example of how I practice this. Every time I decide to make myself a cup of tea, it signals this quiet, happy moment. My teacup is pretty and also signals the happiness I felt when I took a deliberate self-care moment to go and find a teacup for myself because I didn't have one. Mine had broken, I think. It may only be a brief moment that I remember and think about these things, but seriously, every time I make myself a cup of tea, I think of that as I pull out my teacup. It makes me feel good inside and it also makes me grateful that I actually have that teacup, that I had that moment to go and find it and that I also have this moment to make myself a cup of tea to enjoy and relax while I drink it. It is so easy for me to take things for granted that I have in my life. I can become a very routine person where I only utilize a few things and don't necessarily branch out into other things that I have in the home. Obviously, some of those things become up for consideration for donation. But the other side of that is that maybe I need to make sure that I have enough time to utilize those things that I've gotten that I carefully chose to be in my life that way I can enjoy those things while I have them, while I'm in this stage, before I'm past it and no longer interested in whatever it is that I am currently not utilizing. 
having gotten rid of so many of my personal possessions, I find myself in this stage a lot more than in the whole, I'm overwhelmed by everything that I have and I need to get rid of a bunch of stuff. A lot of times I feel like for me personally, because I have so few things, I actually need to make the time to utilize the things that I have and enjoy them. It's okay to chill out on some of the chores and structure and organization in order to enjoy the things that I have or utilize my time a little bit better in order to enjoy those things and not take them for granted. Like my teacup. I really, really enjoy having a cup of tea. Whenever I quit making myself tea, it's like a signal that I am not participating in enough self-care. Another happy gratitude practice would be to participate in things like a thankful tree or a gratitude journal or things like that. Every November, my family and I create some kind of a thankful tree. Sometimes we will find a nice dry branch and put it in a pot where we can hang paper leaves from it that we've written things that we're grateful for. This year, my husband grabbed some cardboard and my son drew a tree on it and we are currently filling out leaves and just sticking them onto the paper tree. Either way, it's a really fun way to see what the others in our family are grateful for and also to think of something new each day that we're grateful for. I don't know if I necessarily need a gratitude journal. I've tried it before and it's really hard for me to be consistent. But having this thankful tree each year makes me so much more aware of it. And I think it's also a really good way to go into the Christmas season feeling very happy with the things that I have and full of gratitude because you start walking around the stores and there are little doodads everywhere. And also my kids, I think going into December with all of these thankful leaves having been filled out for our Thanksgiving, it just makes them a little bit more aware of the things that they already have and the things they already have to be thankful for, which I think is good for everyone. Like I said, I think that a gratitude journal could be a really cool thing. I have not been able to make it stick in my life, but having this time does separate it and make it really special. So I am happy to have this tradition in our family for November. I think this is the seventh or eighth year we've done it and it is something we all look forward to and it has become very special to us. Whatever helps you to work out a way to verbalize more gratitude for the small things or the big things, I think it is something worthy of exploring. The last happy gratitude practice that I consistently am trying to work on and actually made one of my goals geared towards this year is to spend time playing with, hanging out with, enjoying my family. I would say that in the last several months, I have been trying to make more efforts with my friends as well. It has been a little bit disjointed this year coming back from the summer vacation and different things like that. I would say there have been several roadblocks to hanging out with friends, but I have been doing my best to let those loved ones know that they are more important than any possession that I own. I've been trying to make time for them, time to truly enjoy them, to play with them, have fun with them, and also to understand them better and let them know that I understand them and the things that they're going through. Every day isn't perfect. Sometimes I can't make time for that phone call that I receive, but I try to do my part to nurture these relationships because they really are more important than anything that I could own. I love my family and my friends dearly and I want them to know that. 
life gets busy. I get distracted. I am so torn between being productive and also enjoying and trying to live simply and all the different things that I am attempting to accomplish. I feel like it ends up being a good balance, but sometimes things don't go perfectly. A lot of times things don't go perfectly, right? That's how life goes. But ultimately, I want my loved ones to know that I love them and I care about them. I have been making time for long distance friendships that I've got that require a phone call. My time when I walk, as long as it's not downpouring, I am able to make some phone calls unless I need a quiet moment for myself that day. In that case, I am just quiet and listening to music and trying to process different things in my head. But a lot of times I utilize that time to make a phone call to a loved one. I have been going on lots of walks with my family. We have been playing games. I know I talked about this last week, but we've definitely been trying to make that time for each other. Another thing that my husband and I have been working on is making sure that our relationship is solid. We have done a lot of walking and talking, especially in late summer, early fall. Those talks were really, really important to all the different things that are going on in our personal lives right now. We've also gone on a lot of little dates, which is really fun. With him having a couple of days off, we were actually able to go on a lunch date yesterday, and it was nice. We talked, we wandered around, we ate. It was lovely. It was so nice to spend that time with him, and I made sure that I verbalized that so he knew that it was meaningful to me and something that I want to keep on doing. These little acts are so important for keeping these relationships thriving, from my experience anyway. And these relationships are what make everything worth it. (laughs) So making sure that I let my loved ones know my gratitude for them, how happy they make me, has been a really fun goal for this year, but also something that I feel has made my life more meaningful and is definitely a happy gratitude practice. Those are my main happy gratitude practices. I know there are a lot of other things that I do in order to try to maintain a grateful attitude and to be aware of the things that I have and make sure that the people that I love know that I love them. And I hope these tidbits are helpful to you in some way as well. My minimalist challenge today would be to consider three things or people that you're happy to have in your life. And how can you make sure that you enjoy them a little bit more? What's one simple thing that you can do to enjoy them today? Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. I hope that you enjoyed it. Remember, it is all about the experiences, not the stuff. And I'll see you next time.